0: Streaming worldwide from the Plymouth Sports Network studios in Plymouth Falls. It's time for the KSN Underground Podcast with Brian Gailey. Hello, sports fans. Welcome back to the KSN Underground Podcast. I am Brian Gailey, I am the publisher of both Plymouth Sports Network and Plymouth Falls News. I invite you to join me from wherever you might be as we talk sports in the Klamath Basin. We have a lot on tap for today, including OSAA football state championship playoffs. If this is your first episode, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. You can listen right here where you're at now or any of your favorite podcast apps, including Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and others. I apologize if I sound a little different this week, a little nasally possibly. I have been under the weather this whole week and, and it's been kind of a, a difficult thing trying to get the podcast done so that we can get this out for you. So I do apologize if I do sound a little under the weather because I have been a little under the weather. In today's episode, we have Talking Vikes with Coach Lease. We look back at the quarterfinals against Banks and the Mazama victory there up in Beaverton. And we look ahead to the semifinals versus Marshfield that will be held at Grants Pass High School this Saturday afternoon. There is no Gaucho Collective featured interview this week because I do want to focus on the playoffs. Uh, We have three basin area teams in the playoffs, Mazama, Lakeview, and Lost River. We're going to be talking more about those three schools in just a little bit. But before we get there, I do want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by the members of the KSN family, the KS Insiders. For just $5 a month, you can help support what we do here at Klamath Sports Network through the KS Insider program. If you'd like to sign up or learn more, head to KlamathSports.net and click the yellow button in the top right corner. As I mentioned, we have three local teams in the semifinals. Great potential for at least one, if not all three to enter into the state championship games for their classification. In the 4A, we have the Mazama Vikings. In the 2A, the Lakeview Honkers. And in the 1A, the Lost River Raiders, all in the quarterfinals with a chance. We did start the playoffs with five local teams. Henley fell in round two to Marshfield, and Bonanza fell in round one to Crane. We're gonna look at those games more in depth a little later in the episode. But first, it's talking Bikes with Coach Lee right after the break. I want to thank our sponsor for this episode. You are KS Insiders. You might be asking, who is a KS Insider? A KS Insider is a financial supporter of Klamath Sports Network. I can hear you now. Ah, he wants money before you tune me out listen to this ks insider is a way for fans to support what is done here in climate sports network because without your support content and shows like ksn underground would not exist anyone can be a ks insider especially if you love high school athletics parents and family of players check fans of a school or program check fans of what we do here at climate sports network check people with a pulse check I invite you to help by pledging as little as $5 per month. Every little bit helps keep me caffeinated and fuel in the tank to cover those road games. For more information, visit Klamasports.net and click on the yellow button at the top of the page that says Become a KS Insider. Our program is managed via the Patreon platform. There is no obligation for you to sign up. You can cancel at any time. Pledges start at $5 per month. Content like this cannot be made without support from people like you. Thank you. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to the KSN Underground Podcast. I appreciate you listening in from wherever you are. Now it is time for Talking Fikes with Mazama Football Head Coach Vic Lease. We chat about last week's game versus Banks. That leads us to this week's game against Marshfield over in Grant's past. It's win or go home season. Mazama will now face number one Marshfield, who defeated Henley in Coos Bay last week. They are the number one seed in the 4A. They're undefeated on the season, but are the Pirates beatable? I think they are. I think they got some weaknesses. I talked with Coach Lee about that. We're going to talk a bit about it a little bit later in depth. But let's hear what Coach Lee has to say about last week's victory against Banks and looking ahead to Marshfield. All right, hey Coach, thanks for being on the show today. Absolutely, love being on the show. It's a little different for us here today. It was a little under the weather, so we did a little phone interview here for you. How was your your drive back from Portland? Did, did everything go okay for you?
1: Yeah, it was great. Um, we stopped, had a little pizza. It was good. It was good. Uh, we got back at a reasonable hour, too. So I think it was we were a little after 10 o'clock when we pulled back in Klamath
0: Falls. Well, that's not too bad.
1: No, not at all.
0: Hey, do you, do you ride on the bus with your, with your players?
1: Always. On a rare occasion, on a rare occasion, I might, we might have something family-wise that I would have to attend after a contest. But I always travel there with the team. And majority of the time, almost all the time, I travel back with the team.
0: How cool is that? That's awesome. This last weekend, you guys faced number 4 Banks in the quarterfinals. Banks was 9-1 going into the contest. They're only lost to Estacada, and they've got some good talent on that team. Got to watch uh, their quarterback, Cooper Goble, and running back, Jamar Flippin And Charlie White, uh, he was pretty impressive there on tight end, wasn't he?
1: Oh, yes. He's a good football player, for sure. They got some kids that'll be playing on Saturday uh, next year, for sure.
0: Well, actually, I, just yesterday I saw that Charlie got an. Uh, he posted on his Twitter account that he got an offer uh, from Portland State.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he'll he'll get a number of offers. He's that caliber of athlete.
0: I'm sure you've already looked back and and took a look at your your film and, and looked at your players. How did your team do? What's your rating on your team this week?
1: Well, you know, we we ran the ball pretty well. We made a number of mistakes particularly on that last drive that I really wasn't happy about. We should have gotten into the end zone. We got stopped on the floor and um, should have made it 28-14 and basically took it out of reach completely for Banks, and we didn't do that. We talked about that in film session, you know, that 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 drive is a game changer. We we had penalties on that drive, and um, we had some missed blocks on that drive that uh, could have made a huge difference in the end result of that game but overall our defense played pretty well our coverage was a little shaky at times uh, early on we gave up that very first offensive play we gave up a big play and i, I really believe that was just nerves we had we had a young man in position to make a play and he just didn't get it done and when you when you don't make a play on a caliber of athlete that kid that uh, charlie white kid is he's going to make stuff happen and he did and I, I believe it was a 94 yard touchdown run to start the game so Um, you take away that big play, I mean, they really really only got in the end zone legitimately on a good drive one time if you take away that big play. So defensively played actually pretty well. Even the stat saying we gave up over 300 yards uh, of offense, majority of that was through the air. They kept them out of the end zone, and that's the key there.
0: Yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty good play there. That 94, 95 yards uh, run there by Charlie White was – or pass reception by Charlie White was – Pretty incredible to see from the sidelines there for them, and yeah, I would I would uh, agree with you there. It probably was a, a bit of nerves on that one from the, from your squad.
1: Yeah, we were in. We just to get it done.
0: All season long, you've been saying you've needed to finish the game. You needed four quarters of play. Did you get that this week?
1: Yeah, I think we did. I, I really do. <clears throat> I think uh, we made we made some mistakes, but we were able to recover from those mistakes and we competed. Um, you know, there was a situation right before the half where we gave up an interception. For a touchdown, but of course there was a flag thrown on that play, and so it brought that touchdown back. Then, very next play, we intercepted the ball, uh, ran two plays, and scored. So that just shows the resiliency of these boys. You know, they could have got down on that whole deal and uh, hung their head, and and they didn't do that. So it was just very exceptional. Um, the the how, how resilient our boys have become. During the course of the season, they continued to play the entire time. We told them that um, they needed to get after to compete and compete, uh, and they did that for four quarters on Saturday.
0: You ended up with the victory, twenty-one fourteen. It came down to a last play hail mary that was knocked down, and you guys come away with a victory on that. It takes us to this next weekend. You now face number one at Marshfield in the semifinals. It's a rematch from week one. You got to big Grants Pass this Saturday. A thirteen and zero overall. They've got wins against Prairie High School out of Washington, Tillamook, North Eugene, North Bend. Their closest game was the league championship against Marist, where they won forty eight forty one. You guys saw in week one. What did you learn week one that you're going to be able to use this weekend?
1: Um, really nothing. <laughs> I mean, besides the fact that their quarterback is just exceptional. I mean, he is, he is a great athlete. He'll be the best quarterback we've seen since we've been here in this program. And he'll be probably uh, the second best quarterback that I've faced in my coaching career. I faced a young man um, when I was at Saniam High School. He was at Regis High School. His name was Travis Lule. He went on to play at Montana State. And then in the NFL for a little bit of time, and then um, went into the CFL and uh, won a Grey Cup championship. He was actually MVP of the Grey Cup. Kid was outstanding. Dom is—he's one of those—he's that caliber of athlete. You know, he's going to make things happen. He extends plays, and um, we're going to have our hands full with him. He is—he is—he is their team, though. They, he makes them go offensively for sure.
0: Yeah, Dominic, I've got to watch him twice now. I got to see him uh, week one with you guys, and I got to see him last week with Henley. And you're right. He does get an opportunity to extend plays, and when he does, you better look out because he can make some magic out there.
1: Right. Well, you can't. I mean, it's just you can't cover that long. That's the thing. Is that you know, high school kids, you they're only good to cover for about three or four seconds. So if you don't get to him within three or four seconds, you're you got some problems. And and we know that we've been working on that all week. And it was the exact same thing situation that we had with Goble last week. And that's. Um, he also extended plays on us. We we were in position to get to him and, and get sacks and tackles for losses. And it didn't happen um, this week. This week, it has to happen. I mean, there's no, there's no tomorrow if it doesn't happen this week. And, and these boys know that um, we've been working on that all week long, getting to the, getting to him and, um, and making plays. And that's, that's the biggest issue uh, that we are faced with when it comes to that March Hill game. I think, I think they have a good defense, but I think um, we showed in the second half of the Marshall game, once we made adjustments, um, that we can move the ball. And I showed uh, I think we showed all year long that we can move the football against any defense now that we're making calls and adjustments and everything else. So I, I think their defense is good, but I also think our offense will be able to match up very well against them. It's going to be our defense matching up with their offense. That's going to be the key to this game and uh, if our offense can do what we anticipate them doing and keeping their offense off the field, I think we'll be. I think we'll be in a position um, to get things done at the end of that game.
0: Well, that's kind of right up your alley. is what you like to do. You like to to keep the ball on your offense if you have it. They don't.
1: That's correct. They can't score when we have the ball.
0: Talking a little bit more about Dominic Montiel, and then we will go into your guys here for a second. Last week, the last play he got to do before they. Uh, before their coach took him out, he threw a screen pass to the side where I was standing. Dominic, this late in the season and that late in the game, still had so much zip on the ball, I could hear the ball in the air. Yeah, it's funny you say that too, because I'm pretty sure
1: at that point they were up 35 to nothing. But uh, that just goes to show you that they're going to continue to... Uh, there there ain't no there ain't no uh, running the football and take care of the clock with these guys they're going to they're going to throw the ball around all the way to the end um they've done that all you know all, all the way through this all the way through their season it doesn't matter what the score differential is they're going to huck the ball around so we anticipate that we know that they're going to be um, throwing the football around so um we're, we'll we'll be prepared for that
0: semifinals match against Marshfield this Saturday. It's going to be a great game. It's noon from Grants Pass High School. Uh, besides quarterback Montiel, who else are we watching over there on the Pirates? The one kid, the Maddox uh, McTeskey, I believe
1: he's I pronounced his name. I'm sure i butchered it, but um, he's a receiver for them. He's 6'3", kid, 190. He's he's a good player, man. Yeah, I'll tell you what, he, he plays very, very well. Uh, DJ uh, Daughtry, he's another receiver, um, 5'11, 175, and he's he's also quite the um, player. You know, you get these guys in space, and Dompero's a really good ball to those guys, and uh, they can make some things happen. Pierce Davidson is a big, tall kid. He's six seven, one ninety five. He uh, he not played very much in the last couple of games for whatever reason, but uh, he did start against us, and we do anticipate him playing against us because um, that size differential creates some. Uh, mismatches for us. But those, those are the receivers. They, they have a young man that, uh, Ezra Waterman, who is now the running back. He's a big kid. He's 5'10, 220, reminds me a lot of Zeke Keaton and, uh, he runs the ball pretty well in the backfield for him. Their offensive line is, is a little bit different from when we played them. They had some different bodies up there. Um, and now they got some, uh, pretty decent sized kids. Some kids are about 220, 225, 235. Um, and they're pretty athletic. Up front, and uh, Aiden Murphy is their center. He's he's a good kid, senior leader, uh, gets after it. And they got a couple more seniors up front that uh, do a good job for them offensively. They're improved, you know. They're much improved, just like we are. They've continued to do things, though, offensively that you know they've done all year long to teams, just because of that of Dominic. He's just special guy, and they found some linemen that can really help them. uh, That have helped them get better. Uh, during the course of the year so really that's their offense defensively again Ezra Waterman you know he's their main linebacker in their 43 scheme and uh it it's a player you know we got to we got to get a body on we got to get him blocked you know Nathan Tramp will be the one that's primarily blocking him and I feel pretty good about that uh, Nate's our best lineman and it's always good to have our best against their best they got a, a couple of defensive ends up front uh one is uh, Toby Johnson. He played defensive tackle the first time around, but they moved him to end. Um, he's a good-sized kid, six-two, two-twenty. Um He's going to give us some pressure. And uh, Kobe and uh, Boska, I believe is how you pronounce his name. I'm not sure. He's the other defensive end. So their DBs are all senior veterans, and, you know, they're going to be tough uh, to throw against. But good, luckily, you know, that's not what we do. We run. So, and that's what's kept them in games. They got pretty good DBs and they haven't had uh, good DBs in the past. Um, and that's why they've been able to beat a number of those passing teams that they've faced because they have some um, defensive backs that can play pretty well. So that's that. That's them in a nutshell.
0: In your scouting report there of Marshfield, uh, everything that you've seen there and everybody they faced here has come up a little bit short on them. Uh, do you find any weaknesses in their system? Are they beatable?
1: Yeah, I. I, I you know, everybody's beatable you know, everybody is. You just have to have the right plan going in. And I don't you know, there's a lot of people that if you look at their schedule, okay, and I'm not I'm not taking anything away from Marshfield, because so I don't want anybody to misconstrued what I'm saying. When you look at their schedule, really, I mean in all in in, in all honesty, they played three teams that are really good. I mean real I mean upper level good. Mazama the first game of the season and then Prairie two weeks after that out of Washington and then Marist at the end of the season the rest of the teams that they've played you know are not they're they're good football programs but they're not you know fantastic football programs they you know they haven't they played the schedule that they have um, when you look at those scores too they're close you know they beat us by two touchdowns Um, they beat Prairie by 10 Uh, they beat Marist by 7 now they're playing a program that We'll get after them, and they know that. They they know that, you know. And i I've said this. I said this before. At the four A level, there is, you know, four or five teams, four or five programs in this in, that are consistently successful year in and year out. That are kind of a cut above, and that's not being arrogant or anything else like that. That's just the and COVID has magnified that in this year, and you're seeing that those healthy programs. <laughs> The the marsh the Marises, the banks the Mazamas, you know you're seeing that Estacada you know they are they they're a good program Andy Mott does a great job uh, Estacada and he's got some he's got some really good talent over there it's those programs that are getting after it and you're gonna see a battle on Saturday you're gonna see a very physical contest we wanted this matchup. We were hoping it was going to be in the state championship game. But since the first game of the season, we wanted this matchup. I knew how good they were. I've watched Marshfield for the last couple of years and watched this group develop, come along. I watched them last spring in the spring season when they played North Bend and when they only really graduated one contributing senior off of that team. And I knew how good they were. And I really, in all honesty, I thought that we would really get blown out in that first game of the season because we lost so much, we graduated so much, um, and they were going to be, you know, so good. And And we hung with them, just continue to get better. And And now I, I feel like people can start to see through what I've been saying from the very beginning about this team. I, I looked at that contest as a measuring stick for us, and I knew that we didn't have that far to go. And so and now we're here in the semifinals. So I, I just... I'm looking forward to Saturday. I really am. I you know, I'm I really am and I know the boys are too. We're just looking
0: forward to it. Yeah, I don't think there's a fan or a parent or a spectator or anybody that is not looking forward to this game. This is this is the game of the season. It'd be awesome to take this one and go on to the state championship, but really at this point in time, this is our game of the season.
1: Yeah, and I we you know, we have confidence. We, you know, we have confidence. There's no, there's no doubt when you, uh, these boys are working their tails off right now. It's, I mean, it's, it's like the start of the skyline conference right now. It is like getting ready for that Henley game is what I feel like. It's, it's uh, the, the level of drive in our boys right now. I mean, it's just a zero period this morning. They're getting after it. You know, they've been working hard and, practice we were getting after it yesterday and um it's just it's just great to see you know a lot of teams you know they get on cruise control right now they're in the semis and everything else and um you know they're reading their newspaper clippings and all that jazz and um you know they've already got a trophy it's not that way with these boys and they're they're a very special group we got a this senior class is very it's small in numbers but huge in stature let me tell you huge in stature and they are they're definitely carrying on the Viking tradition at Mazama High School.
0: They certainly are. We the final four teams. You mentioned it last week. The final four. They all deserve to be there. You have Mazama, Marshfield, Maris, and Estacada. Your final four in the four A this year. Is there any surprises to you in those four?
1: No, I don't. I don't think they are. When when the bracket came out, I I felt like um when, you know I watched you know watch these contests really closely and and Maris and Cascade went back and forth back and forth when they played earlier. And I felt like uh Maris made some mistakes uh, in that game that they they could have beaten Cascade earlier. Frank Getzky is a playoff veteran coach. You know, there's a lot of people that don't that don't like him because his style and everything else. I, I have a lot of respect for Frank Getzky and the way he's built his program, the way he coaches his young men, the way he gets after it there, and to turn around and lose a contest okay um uh, when you when you lose a contest to a team, you know by five points less than a touchdown, you lose thirty eight thirty three and then you turn around and beat them sixty two to thirty five I mean you talk about a guy that came back and coached his boys up i mean that is just exceptional, absolutely exceptional, and so i uh, i didn't i thought i'm you know I'm kind of drawing out the answer a little bit, I kind of felt like. Marist would get Cascade in this contest. It's primarily because Frank and his preparation with his kids and his um, his kids want to win. You know, his kids want to win. We we got a taste of it. You know, here at Mazama, we we beat them here at Mazama one year and then went up there to uh, Eugene at at Marist and got it handed to us. So you know, I know I've, I've been in that situation, but you know, Cascade is definitely. I think there were six teams this year that were really pretty good, I mean really pretty good, that, uh, that could beat anybody on any given day. Uh, and that's Marshfield, absolutely, Estacada, Cascade, Mazama, uh, and Marist. Those are, the, those are the six teams that I thought were just kind of a cut above everybody else. And if you look at the scores, I mean the lopsided scores when they play somebody else other than each other, they're blowouts. There's not close games at the 4A level. When you go back and look at scores when, when people played each other, I mean, you could just use uh, Marist as an example. Playing A schools, you know, they beat Sweet Home 49-12, to Tillamook 42-6. to And, that you know, Tillamook is a playoff team. Gladstone 42-14, to and they, they were not. Elmira 42-6, Cottage Grove uh, 56-16. You could do that with any one of those teams. You know, Baker was a playoff team. And they beat them 42 to seven in the playoffs. And there, there are certain teams that are just a step ahead of everybody else right now. And I believe those six teams definitely were. And last week when we talked about the quarters, I, I, you know, I said, yeah, all the teams that are in the quarterfinals belong there. There's no doubt about that. And I believe that all the teams that are in the semis belong there. And because I think those four teams that are in the semifinals can be anybody on any given night. So I, I just do. I, I, I'm a firm believer of it, and they've shown that it can be an exciting
0: Saturday. It's definitely going to be an exciting Saturday for several games throughout the the region, including yours. And as you said, there anybody can win. And and frankly, you only have to be better than the team you play on the on the day you play them. Hopefully, Saturday you are the better team over Marshfield. We can. Can't wait to see that. Now, one of the things I know you guys are doing, this is a neutral site game. It's at Grants Pass High School, but you guys are also putting together a student bus so you can get some students over there as well. Can you talk a bit about that?
1: Yeah, we have a um, we have a router bus that is going over. We've had some uh, members in our community donate some funds to help offset the cost. It it costs us almost $1,000 for a router bus to go over there and back to pay for a driver and everything else. So um, basically, it's $10 for a student and $10 covers their entry into the contest and their ride there and back and so right now I, I believe we got the route I think we can take 50 kids and I think we got it half filled right now um, they're going to start making some announcements during the course of the day and try to get as many kids as possible um, we're actually prepared if, if we did get a huge influx that we would um, take two router buses over if we had enough kids
0: that would be awesome to see a whole student section over there in Grants Pass absolutely also, something else I want to talk about, we talked about it a bit on in previous episodes, is the OSAA ticketing system. Now that we are in the semis, it's 100% digital, correct?
1: That is correct. Every every spectator needs to get a digital ticket. Um, it, it's all online. They're not going to do any cash transactions at the site, at Grants Pass. So you got to get online and uh, go to the OSAA website. And- and get your ticket. And it, and on all their pages, it, once you go to the OSA website, at the top it says State Championship Digital Tickets. Oh, And that's all you got to do is click on that, and it'll walk you right through it.
0: That's yeah, a pretty easy system there that they've developed, and there's even an app for it too, so that makes it even easier. Coach, I, I know you focus a lot on your program. You don't look at other schools, but we do also have two other schools in the basin in the semifinals. In the two-way, Lakeview is taking on Kennedy. Also at Grants Pass High School after your game at five o'clock, and in the one A Lost River takes on Adrian at Caldera High School at two o'clock. Are you going to be hanging around and maybe watching that game uh, later at uh, Lakeview and Kennedy at Grants Pass?
1: No, I think uh, we will be. We uh, we'll be on our way home. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure of that. And uh, you know I I know Dennis Dunley very well. You know I was out at Lost River for three years before I came to Mazama, and uh, Dennis and I are good friends and. You know, I know the Lakeview program also, it's, you know, being on the football ad hoc committee for the OSAA, it's important that I know what is going on with all the programs in the basin and how healthy they are and and their numbers and everything else like that. So when I'm asked questions um, in regards to schools and movement and going up or down classifications... Um, what do I know about those schools? So I do pay really close attention to all the schools in the basin area, the greater basin area, to try to be able to answer those questions. And, uh, you know, I think Dennis has got a tough one ahead of him, but I think he's got a really good shot. And uh, and so so does Lakeview. You know, it would be great to have three basin teams uh, playing the following week. Man, it would not that be exciting. And that would be a definite tribute to the Pop Warner system here in Klamath Falls and and the work that Paul and Shelly Northcutt have done uh, with with our Pop Warner. I mean, it just speaks volumes on how well our football programs, our high school football programs are doing because of uh, the feeder system and our Pop Warner system here in the basin is just
0: exceptional. You you mentioned the Pop Warner there, and I started getting chills on my skin here t- thinking about that. And you're very correct. You wouldn't have success in the high school levels with our schools around here if there wasn't success early on in the Pop Warner levels. And the Northcuts do a fantastic job uh, running that system. Right. Absolutely. Coach, I want to thank you for your time here today. It's about all we have here this afternoon. I cannot wait for this uh, weekend in play over in Grants Pass, watching you guys take on Marshfield for the second time. It is the rematch game. I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up today?
1: No, just go Vikes.
0: All right, fantastic, Coach. We will see you this weekend. Thanks for talking with us. All right, buddy, thanks. Thank you, Coach Lee, for joining us on the KSN Underground podcast. We appreciate everything that you do and everything that you have given us this season. Thank you very much, Coach Leece, for being a part of the show. If you've got a question for Coach Leece or any other coach that we have on Talkin' Vikes, send it to me at info at com. Info at I'd love to hear your questions, what you would like to ask Coach Leece or any of the other coaches on Talk and Vikes. After the break, we'll be discussing the OSAA Football State Championships. We'll be right back. Located at 11th and Main in downtown Klamath Falls, Gaucho Collective provides a fun and modern atmosphere for business owners and freelancers looking to grow their current presence or expand out of a home office are diverse including those from higher education internet and web development photography and marketing just to name a few gaucho collective engages entrepreneurs in ways that traditional offices cannot through an open concept with a variety of semi-private and private spaces to suit all your business and collaborative needs amenities include flexible workspace options fast and secure internet document printing kitchenette utilities conference room hot coffee and so much more great option for students looking to study off campus community collaboration co-working your new office is waiting at gaucho collective learn more and become a member at gauchocollective.com that's gauchocollective.com welcome back to the ksn underground podcast this section would normally be our Gaucho Collective featured interview. However, today, we have no featured interview for you. Instead, we'll look back at some of the featured interviews we've had this season. We've talked with coaches Alex Stork and John Downey, players Tyson Van Gastel, Brendan Monteith, Nate Tramp, Brandon Gailey, and Daniel Yancey here on the show. We've even had a discussion with referee local referee Cooper Roberts, as well as Josh Eldridge from 960 Sports. If you've missed any of those interviews, I invite you to please go back and take a listen at those episodes and hear what some of those coaches and players, referee Roberts, as well as Josh, all have to say here on the show. A special thanks goes out to each one of those for being a part of the show this year. And I look forward to who will be our next guests as we move forward into the winter sports season. If you've got a suggestion of who you would like to see interviewed here on the show, Send it over to me at info at com. We're not done just yet. We got a lot more to cover here in the postseason. We're going to take another commercial break, and we'll be right back with a deep dive into the semifinals. some extra spending money? Want to be active and stay connected to the games you love? Become an athletic official. It's easy. Visit www.newofficials.org With the recent decline of a number of officials, we need you now. It is your opportunity to give back to the Oregon high school sports community. Be part of the OSAA's statewide sportsmanship initiative. Don't delay. Become an official today. www.newofficials.org So the week of November 20th is here. I welcome you back to the KSN Underground podcast. We're going to be talking about OSAA football state championship semifinals happening this weekend. All six classifications in the middle postseason state championships. We're going to be looking at the 1A, the 2A, and the 4A specifically as those pertain to local Klamath Basin area teams. We're going to start in the 1A and work our way up. Before I get started, I do want to note here before I forget that this weekend, OSAA is handling ticketing for these games. There's likely not going to be any cash purchase of tickets available at these games where they're going to be held at their neutral locations. OSAA is in control of these games and is organizing these games. Therefore, they are requiring that you purchase your ticket digitally through OSAA's website. We talked a little bit about that with Coach Lease. It's osaa.org slash tickets. There's also an app available. If you go to the OSAA website, there's an app you can download for ticketing as well. Uh, I also learned just a few minutes ago that there is no concessions being offered at Grants Pass High School for those games we're going to talk about. I don't know if that applies to everybody, but if you're heading to a game, get your tickets online and plan accordingly, there may not be concessions at the game you're going to. Okay, let's look at the 1A. Number four, Lost River, 10 and 1 on the season, is taking on number one, Adrian, 11 and 0 on the season. That game is going to be Saturday, November 20th, a two o'clock kickoff from Caldera High School, the brand new high school in Bend. So let's take a look at the Lost River Raiders. They're 10 and 1 on the season. Their they're only loss this season comes by number one or number three, St. Paul, on week one. Since then, have run the table. They have had huge wins twice against Camas Valley, Waldport, Bonanza. Their biggest win on the season was a 60-8 to victory over Glendale, and they've had four shutouts on the season, two with Camas Valley, Crosspoint Christian, and Chilliquin. The Adrian Antelopes, 11-0 on the season, have two wins via forfeit, but have also blown out everybody in their games. They've had five shutouts, but they've had huge victories all season long over Doofer, Powder Valley, who is also in the playoffs, Embler. Shutouts against Crane, Walawa twice against Imbler, and a shutout on Powder Valley, who is number two in the one a Adrian has scored an average of fifty-five point six points in their in their games, and they've only given up on average three point four points per game. Adrian comes in with a huge advantage over the Raiders, but I do believe the Raiders have a shot here at this game. It's like I said, it's going to be held in Bend at Caldera High School. It's gonna be Saturday at two o'clock. Games are on NFHS network if you wanna check those out and watch them for any of these teams that we talk about here today. Or you can go in person. Just be sure to get your tickets online through the osaa.org website. The other semi-final state championship game happening in the 1A is number three, St. Paul. They're 10 and one on the season against. Number two, Powder Valley, 10 and one on the season. That's gonna be six o'clock Saturday night from Caldera High School. We'll take a look at the two-way game now. Number three, Lakeview ten and one on the season. They're taking on number two, Kennedy, who is also ten and one on the season. This game will also be at Grants Pass High School. It's going to be five o'clock on Saturday. Ten and one at Lakeview Honkers have only lost to Sutherland back on October first, and they lost to him by just three points, twenty-seven to thirty. A very close contest there. They've had some close games. They played two California teams, Modoc and Portola. They've played and beat Bandon twice. They've defeated Reedsport as well as Grant Union. Two shutouts for them on the season, Illinois Valley and Glide. And if we look at their point averages on the season, they've taken and scored 33.1 points on average all season and have allowed 13.6. For the Kennedy Trojans, also 10-1 on the season. Their only loss comes to Hepner on September 24th. 28-34 loss to Hepner who is the number one ranked team in the 2A. We'll be talking about them. They are coming up in the other semifinal game. Kennedy has defeated Regis, Gaston, Gervais, Salem Academy. They've had three shutouts on the season. Uh, Saniam Christian, Culver, and Nestucca, I believe I'm saying that right. Nestucca in round one of the playoffs. They shut them out. And Kennedy has outscored or averaged on their scoring 40.4 points and only given up on average 8.8 points. So looking at that, the advantage would go to Kennedy. That's why they're ranked two. But again, the Lakeview honkers have looked good all season long. Uh, Their only loss coming by Sutherland. If you're coming over for the 4A Mazama game against Marshfield, it may be worthwhile hanging out and watching Lakeview take on Kennedy at 5 o'clock there in Grants Pass. The other game in the 2A happening is number four Coquille, eight and one against who I mentioned earlier, number one Heppner, who is eleven and zero. That game will kick off at noon up at McMinnville High School. And now it's time for the 4A game. Looking at this game, we're going to look at this one a little bit more in depth. Lots of stuff to cover here. We talked a bit about with Coach Lease. You know, we talked about quarterback situation for Marshfield, Dom Montiel, Dominic Montiel absolute cannon for an arm. I've mentioned that several times. If you've watched any of our pregame shows, we had the pregame show with uh, the Henley Marshville game last week. I mentioned Dom in that. He is definitely the player to watch for the Pirates. There is some good, powerful players on the Pirates side over there, but Montiel is by far their biggest star in the Pirates locker room. If they're going to succeed, it's going to be at the hands of a good game by Dom Montiel. So let's take a look here once again. Number five, Mazama 9-2 and on the season. Number one, Marshfield 13-0. and They're undefeated. Saturday at noon from Grants Pass High School. Mazama's victories include Crater, a 5A school. Eagle Point, a 5A school. Henley in the Southside Series. Eugene, Banks, Klamath Union in the Canal Bowl. They've had two shutouts. Uh, hosting North Valley for homecoming, as well as hosting North Eugene in the round one playoff game. They've had two losses on the season. The first loss, week one, to the Marshfield Pirates. They lost 20 to 35 there in Coos Bay, a difficult place to win. Beautiful stadium, beautiful location, but a difficult place for the visiting team to win. In week three, they faced Cascade at home and lost a very close game between them and Cascade. 28-31 was the final there at Viking Field. Interesting thing here, Cascade fell last weekend to Marist. The number two team fell to the number seven team. As coach had talked about it there, he was not surprised by that. If If you play them twice in a season, they don't lose to you twice. They'll often get you the second time around. Looking at the averages for Mazama, they average 38.3 pl- points per game and give up an average of 14.1. On the Viking side of things, we're going to talk more about the Vikings and what they're going to need to do to win in our KSN game of the week on the Vikings pregame show from Grants Pass High School this weekend. But a few players that you want to keep an eye on, it's the same ones we've been watching all season long. Tyson Van Gastel, it's going to be his decision making. He was our player of the week this week for his performance against Banks. He performed on both as quarterback and as a defensive back for the Vikings and had some crucial key moments as a defensive back that helped seal the deal for the Vikings. Look for him to be a star this week. I also look for the tag team of the running backs for Mazama. Saw that Zeke Heaton was back on the field early on in the game against Banks. They have all of their their backs back after injury with Heaton. They have Heaton and Anderson. That's Trevor Anderson, who has carried the ball the second half of the season as their fullback. And then you have their two halfbacks, Aiden Kent and Brandon Gailey. I'd keep an eye on all four of those to rotate against Marshfield so that not one of them gets overly tired and that they have fresh legs any time that they carry the ball this weekend. Defensively, I'm going to keep my eyes on Anderson as well. He's a defensive player as well as Van Gastel. I'm also going to keep my eyes on Daniel Yancey and Isaac Pena and Nate Tramp. They're going to have to have an exceptional game this Saturday. Essentially, It's, it's going to have to be everybody on the defense. Your safeties, your cornerbacks, your defensive backs, your linemen. The defense has to have their game of the season this weekend. If they don't, it's going to be awfully hard to stop Marshfield. So looking at Marshfield, they've beaten everyone they have faced. They've had two forfeits. They've defeated Churchill prairie out of washington north bend rain near tillamook marist in a close game which was their conference championship madras in the first round and then henley in the second round they've had two shutouts one against staton and then the first round match against madras they're scoring on average 46.1 points per game and they're giving up 12 points on average If you haven't caught any of the Pirates play this year, they love to spread the ball. They are a spread offense. They throw first, they run second, and they will throw all the way till the end. They will run, but it is not a running team. The other game in the 4A that we're watching is number seven, Maris Catholic, who is nine and two on the season, who defeated number two, Cascade, last week. He's going to be facing number three, Estacada. They're undefeated, 11-0 on the season. They will be playing at McMinnville High School at five o'clock on Saturday. So either Mazama or Marshfield will face Marist or Estacada in the 4A state championship. Location has yet to be determined on the state championship, although I've heard some rumbles of Hillsboro Stadium. We'll have to wait and see if that is going to become the case or not. Definitely don't make your room yet before your team is in and we hear where that is going to be. Lots of information to cover in today's show. I'm sorry we did not have our Gouche Collective featured interview, but we did have talking fights with Coach Lease, and we talked about last week's game against Banks and this week's game against Marshfield. A lot of things gonna have to go right for the Mazama Vikings this week to see them in the state championship. Be really cool if you would. It'd be a kind of a rematch game from the spring if both Marist and and Mazama can win. Their quarterfinals, if you remember, it was Marist and Mazama in the spring season, the 2021 spring season state championship game that we had at Cottage Grove High School. So it could be a rematch of that on the line, potentially. We'll have to wait and see. That is two weeks from now. Right now, we're focusing on this weekend. And as I said, we have three teams that we're watching this weekend and hoping to do wonderful in the semifinals. Lost River, Lakeview, and Mazama. I want to thank you guys for listening in, even though I am a little under the weather here today. uh, I'm sure I sound a little different out of your speakers today as well. Uh, A little congested, got a little cough going on, been resting, taking some medication, extra vitamin C. You know the whole routine when you don't want to be be ill. So doing my best to be well by this weekend. Either way, I'm going to be at the game this weekend for the Mazama-Marshfield matchup. You can find this podcast anywhere you enjoy watching or listening to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and so many others. You can also watch us on YouTube and Facebook. We have them available there as well. We invite you to engage with the show, like, comment, share, let your friends and family know that this show does exist. If you're watching or listening somewhere where you can leave a comment, let me know what you think of the show. I'd love to see what you have there. If not, Send me that email over at info at KlamathSportsNetwork.com, and I'd love to see your feedback on the KSN Underground podcast. Such a big weekend ahead of us. There's three local basin teams in the semifinals of the state championships. Who do you got? Lost River, Lakeview, Mazama? Let me know in the comments or send me that email. Next week, when we be talking on the show, are we going to be talking about one, two, or three teams or no teams in the postseason in the state championships? What do you think? That's going to do it for today. On behalf of my guest, Vic Lease, I am Brian Gailey. Friends, we will see you at the game. Wondering how you can show your love? Head over now to Facebook and drop a like. Want to see some more of us? Head over and meet us on Instagram.
1: This has been the KSN Underground Podcast with Brian Gailey. The podcast is a production of Klemeth Sports Network. Join the game at KlemethSports.net.